With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio.
uh, later there in the evening as well from 6 or 7, somewhere up in there. Uh, so she can, uh, she have quite a few uh, lady uh, 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 women of God that she's in relationship with. And uh, I'm sure she's going to be having some of those uh, uh, pastor wives uh, and other women of God that she's in relationship with. Um, and uh, I'm sure they'll be doing segments together. Uh, ever a time that we need, all of us need to be kingdom aligned and to relate from a kingdom perspective is now. We need men to step up to the plate and men become men of the kingdom. We need women to become women of the kingdom. So we can model this before our children as well as society. So once again, that's Thursday, every Thursday at 1 p.m., Kingdom Women Living for the King. Then on Saturday, uh, last Saturday was our first Saturday uh, that we had... uh, uh, was opening up the noonday prayer, and we shared some principles on um, uh, uh, intercession and warfare. And so, uh, and uh, we had quite a few people that logged into the um, the chat, but I discovered something on yesterday I found out. Uh, many of you that log into chat, if you don't have some kind of sign-in number that's I think that's what it was, a sign-in number. You have to uh, sign in or register, and it's free. It's nothing you have to pay for. Uh, That's the only way you'll be able to chat. I had no idea that was the case. So we probably have had all those people on Saturday that were signed in, uh, and they couldn't chat because they did not have an account, I'm understanding. Uh, I think it's through Facebook or somewhere, but I found that out on uh, yesterday that um, uh, uh, they couldn't do that. But from understanding, all you had to do is just register your name. So uh, if you want to register, register your name, then you'll be able to chat. Excuse me. And uh, we'll be able to dialogue together, and we'll be able to pray with you and see what the Lord had to say to you, the Lord desire to speak to you. Uh, prophetically want to reveal some things to you. I I really believe in my heart that uh, great signs, wonders, and notable miracles is going to break out uh, as we uh, uh, gather together and pray and war and battle for you and and release the prophetic word into your life. That's on Saturdays. So, uh, But this is what we're going to do. Uh, those of you that desire prayer, uh, we want to get more structured and or- organized uh, go to our website. There is a prayer page there, prayer request page. Uh, that's ejmpcc.com, ejmpcc.com. And uh, there's a prayer request. Uh, you can go there, and that will be uh, sent to me anywhere in the country. And then, matter of fact, I'm not uh, we're out of town at this present time where we're doing this broadcast. Uh, we're at a conference. And so, therefore, uh, we'll be able to get that. We'll be praying with you, and then on Saturday, we'll have a team of intercessors. Uh, we'll pray with you live. We will pray with you live. We will pray with you behind the scenes as well as we will pray with you live. But you must go to ejmpcc.com and uh, write your type in your prayer requests, and that will get to us, and uh, we'll get our intercessors on that. Now, don't uh, put a prayer request in if you don't believe that God is going to do it. Uh, this is the time that all of us uh, need to be dissatisfied um, on just praying, wanting people to pray for us. Let's pray and expect God to do something. The Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. God has given us a grace and an anointing. Everybody's uh, grace and anointing is different. Uh, God has some awesome, awesome, powerful uh, men and women in the body of Christ, uh, tremendous anointing. And all of our anointings is different. There's many men and women uh, that I admire the grace of God that works in their lives. I have many people come to me and say, they admire the grace of God that works in my life. Well, that's what it's all about. The grace of God is, 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 is God himself at work. It's the Lord Jesus at work. It's the Holy Spirit at work. In us. It's not us. We're only the instrument. 
So therefore, when God uses a man or woman, let's celebrate the Lord of Lords. Let's celebrate the King of Kings who's who's at work. Jesus made a powerful statement uh, in the word of the Lord. Uh, he said, it is the Father that does the works through me. And so uh, when there is a manifestation and demonstration of the power of God in our lives and through our lives, it is the Lord Jesus at work. Even as it was the Father at work in Christ, it is Christ at work in us. So do, don't forget that if you desire prayer and uh, prophetic prayer. God has really given us some, some powerful uh, uh, men and women of God with a tremendous anointing. I believe that whatever is on the head should be on the body. Uh, what makes you you uh, is not the head that's on your shoulder. What makes you you is all of your members of your body. And so, therefore, there's no distinction between the head and the rest of your body. Uh, your body is a part of your constitution, which makes you who you are. So I believe it's the same thing in uh, the spiritual body. First um, John makes a statement, as Christ is, so are we. And so, therefore, uh, Christ is the head of the church. And whatever the head is, your head is, your pastor, uh, so are you. Uh, if God sent you to the church that you belong to, God is revealing uh, your dimension. He's revealing to you your capacity. And so uh, you've got to understand that. So we have some awesome, great, powerful men and women in the body of Christ. It is time for us to arise. Um, this is a word that God spoke to me quite a few years ago, but I believe uh, we're approaching that time of manifestation. He says, son, uh, he says, there's men and women that I am raising up in this last day. But I have had them hidden for many years. I have taken them through seasons of preparation. That is a season, the wilderness of preparation. And I have hid them in my quiver. In the last day, I would take them out and I would shoot them into society and they would spring up. And these are men that know me, that know their God, and they shall do great exploits. We're getting ready to see a manifestation and a demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God like we have never seen before. Uh, uh, um, I've kind of been a little frustrated lately uh, uh, by what I'm seeing and happening in the body of Christ, what I'm seeing going on uh, in the body, when I mean that, that our liking of the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God. So uh, I believe that we're getting ready to move into a time and a season that is going to be great manifestation. One of the things that I notice about God is patterns. And the patterns is he will allow many times evil, uh, sin, or wickedness to prevail for a season. Then all of a sudden, uh, there's a move of the Spirit of God. There's a revival that will break out. And there will be a great manifestation and demonstration of the uh, power of God. So I believe he's preparing uh, a, a people, even the church, uh, to go forth with great strength and great power. And only way that's going to take place, I personally believe, uh, 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 we've got to come to the place, and, and for revival to be sustained, we've got to come to the place that we're willing to do whatever it takes uh, to allow our spirit man to be liberated. Always understand, uh, and, and this is vital that you understand this, that the the real you has unlimited capacity. There is absolutely no limitation uh, with the real you. Uh, the real you is a spirit being. And as a spirit being, your soul is a spirit, uh, just like uh, or a spirit being or your human personality. You can't see your soul. Uh, but you do have a human spirit, and the purpose of your human spirit is to be able to communicate and relate to the realm of God. I want to read something to you tonight. I want to kind of finish... Uh, sharing from the perspective of uh, the image, uh, your imagination, which is which is, is very important. Notice this 
if you will, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, For what man knoweth the things of a man? Say the spirit of man which is in him. And notice the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. I thought this this script is very interesting here because it says, What man knoweth the things of a man? Now, notice here. What man knoweth the things of a man? Man, man. Save, notice it, save the spirit of man. It didn't say save the spirit, but the spirit of man. It is save the spirit of man. So he didn't say man, the spirit, the spirit of. The word of is a conjunction where it's tying something together. So he's letting us know that the spirit is not man, but the man have a spirit. The spirit of man which is in him. Where? In him. He didn't say the man is the spirit. The spirit is in the man. So if the spirit is in the man, then what is the purpose of that spirit that is in man? Now, you've got to understand he's writing to the Corinthians here. He's not writing to anybody, but every human being has a spirit. Every human being has a spirit. But every human being's spirit is not alive. Uh, the only person uh, that spirit is alive is one that is born again. When one is born again, his spirit is born again. But what, for what purpose? This is very important. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? So it's the spirit of man that knows the things of a man. Not the soul. And notice what it says. It knows. Knows the spirit of a man. His soul don't know the man because the man is the soul. But he says the spirit knows the man. So therefore, if the spirit knows the man, then it's by that spirit that I must allow myself to know every man. So, but if my spirit is incarcerated, uh, my spirit is locked up, it's going to be very difficult for me to know any man. Now, if I don't know the man, then I'm going to guess concerning the man. But if my spirit is released and my spirit is unlocked, then my spirit has the capacity to know a man. This is this is awesome because it makes us just like God. But look at this right here. But what man knoweth the, knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. The things of God knoweth no man. But there's somebody that does know the things of God. Who is that? He said, but the spirit of God. So the man's spirit... It's given to him so he can know every man. God's spirit is the only person in this realm that knows God. Now, when a person becomes born again, God's spirit comes to live within me. For what reason? For me to know God. Now, let me ask you this question here. Do I need the Holy Spirit to know a man? Some may be listening today and say, of course. But that's not what the Scripture just said. I don't need the Spirit, Holy Spirit to know a man. I need the Holy Spirit to know God. My spirit has the capacity to know a man. Think about witches, warlocks, uh, people, palm readers, they can come tell you things, and it's accurate. They're, they're, they're knowing by their deadened spirit. 
which knows every man by the mediation of, of the money forces as well. But this this is this is beautiful because we gotta be able to understand our constitution and be able to flow and, and develop ourselves. I need to develop my spirit. My my soul needs to be developed or saved. There's something what we call soul salvation. So once again it says here, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, as I'm, I'm sharing this with you, I'm beginning to pick some things up. Please listen to me, those that is listening. Begin to pick some things up. It is very important that we understand that in order for you and I to experience God's best, we must keep our spirit clean. I, I share this all the time. You cannot plot, you cannot plan, you cannot strategize against the people of God. It, all, it will always backfire on you. That is why we talk about forgiveness a lot. Because unforgiveness is probably the number one thing that opens up the door for satanic attacks and backlashes on people. I'm picking this up. This is very unusual for me to do this program and and, and things to start coming to me where, where it is. Because I'm usually I have an outline here, unless the Lord goes a different direction, and he normally does that because we're prophetic in nature. But there's someone listening. It's very important that you've got to understand that God hears your conversations. God knows your conversations. And God hear the things that you have communicated even this week, just into Tuesday. You have communicated some things because of an offense. You are bitter. And so, therefore, this is a word to you. This is a female gender. I can see your face at this present time. I can describe you, the color of your hair, the length of your hair, excuse me, the color of your skin. I'm seeing you right now. God is speaking to you. God has been so good and he's been so gracious and he's been so patient. You all don't have to believe me, but you can take it to the bank. All of us, God grace and give us probation periods because he loves us to get ourselves in alignment. God is not in the business of uh, uh, just liking punishing people, destroying them. That's not God. God's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. But there's there's this individual, you're bitter, you're angry, and 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 this particular person is really, really challenged with authority. They're really challenged with authority. And the Lord is speaking to you because he loves you. And he's challenging you today. Now, I'm on of sitting here before a computer. You know I can't see you. I can't. I don't have the capacity to know who's online here, uh, but God knows. And so, therefore, I'm seeing between twelve to twenty-four days. Mercy has been extended. And let me get back into to what we're sharing here. And how do I know this? By the Spirit of God, who knows all things. And matter of fact, your human spirit knows all things too, because it says here in verse 11, But what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Every man has the capacity to know another man only by his spirit. 
So therefore, if my spirit is locked up, if my spirit is incarcerated, then I can't know any man because my spirit, the capacity to know, has been cut off. So I know by what I see, hear, smell, taste, and feel. But let's get back to the development of that uh, man. We shared yesterday concerning Jacob and the uh, animals, uh, the livestock he was keeping for his uh, father-in-law, who uh, manipulated him several times. And uh, he had to get this from God, this capacity to allow an animal, a cow, to drink and mate by looking at something and giving birth to something according to what it was able to see. Imagine, if a cow can do that, what about you? My prayer to God is that all of us will get disciplined and we will begin to change the very thing that is contrary to the will of God for our lives. We gave you an assignment yesterday. See, we have some people locked in. We gave you gave an assignment on uh, yesterday uh, about taking one thing, one particular thing that you want to change. Did you practice that today? Did you exercise that today? What was your experience? Or did you forget it? If you forgot it, evidently that wasn't something that was important that you want to see happen with you. But when something is important to all of us, we lay hold on it and no one can stop us. Absolutely no one. So we gave you an assignment. Now, all of us has the capacity to change everything that is around us that we don't like or that is contrary to the will of God for us. All of us has the capacity to produce, to bring into existence things that we desire to be brought into existence according to the will of God. Or it can be out of the will of God because all of us have the capacity. Once again, what makes you and I like God is our volition, our will, our capacity um, to make choices. That's what makes us like God. You and I are made in the image and enlightenment of God. So therefore, the scripture says in Romans 4 concerning a principle about God and Abraham. Abraham was 100 years old. He lost his natural capacity to bring forth a, child, a promised child, that which God had promised. He lost his natural capacity. His wife lost her natural capacity. But the scripture says, God who quickeneth the dead, who calleth those things which be not as though they were. The problem with a lot of us, we know too many scriptures. When I say no, I'm not using the word no, epignosis, which is experiential knowledge, genosis, which is acquired knowledge. Sometimes knowledge can hurt us. And more genosis can hurt us. Epignosis can never hurt us. Never hurt us. Because epignosis is experiential knowledge. It's not knowledge stored up in my brain, my mind. That knowledge only could cause me to experience transformation. The reason I'm saying that, because the majority of people that go to church, if a person is going to say a scripture, the person can start it and the individual that sit in the pew can finish it. But it's one thing to be able to quote it. 
It's another thing to have the capacity to appropriate it. That's where the power comes in at. Matter of fact, man, my wife was listening to uh, uh, something today, an uh, 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 individual preacher today, pastor, and he made this statement, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, he's making a distinction between a travel agent and uh, uh, a, uh, what was it now? A travel agent. She just told me what it was. <laughs> and tour guide. And I said, this is what I've been saying for years, but I like the way he put it. I went to whitewater rafting a few years ago in Costa Rica, a group of 20 men. First time I went whitewater rafting, we had a, a, a tour guide that uh, went with us. Um, uh, the difference between the tour guide, what made it really safe because we trusted the tour guide, the tour guide has been in those waters countless times. Uh, and, and notice he is a tour guide countless times. So he knows the ins and outs. He knows the dangerous parts as you're going down those slopes, all those rocks sticking out of the water. And when you first start off, the, the water is not rough at all. But a travel agent is one that can tell you about a city, can be very versed about a city or a country or a state. They can sell you wonderful packages to a country, state. They even give you a discount price on the country, the state that you desire to go to. But the problem with the travel agent, they're very versed, they're very knowledgeable, but the travel agent himself have not even been to the place, nor experienced the place that you want to go to and they're selling you a package. The travel agent have beautiful brochures of the country that you want to go to. Beautiful pictures of the hotel that you're going to live in. But the problem, the travel agent, what they're selling you, had never experienced it. But the tour guide, a good tour guide cannot be a travel agent. What makes a good, successful tour guide, where they're taking you, they have experienced it. They've been there. And that is one of the major problems in the body. A lot of us that is articulating to people, we're tribal agents. We're telling about the wonderful things of the kingdom, the wonderful things of the spirit. But we have not been there. So we're more of a tour guide. No, excuse me, travel agent. <laughs> but when I went whitewater rafting, this tour guide, uh, the waters was rough. Uh, one particular person, they got thrown off the raft, and uh, the team, the team picked them back up and put them back on the raft. We finished the course. It was awesome. It was it was dynamite. We was on sort of like a, a little mountain, and everybody was jumping off the little, this high mountain into the waters. He said, "Come on, apostle! Come on, apostle!" And uh, my younger days kind of stirred up in me. I was kind of like a bearing kind of person when I was younger, and uh, I jumped off in there. I mean, it was the water was cold. But it was fun. But the reason I'm saying that, 
if there was danger, the tour guide would have never allowed us to jump off. And the only reason the tour guide would tell us we can jump off because the tour guide himself has jumped off. See, this, that, this, this, if we can get this right here, this is powerful. That's what makes us great men and women, great husbands and fathers, great uh, leaders, uh, is not the power of what we articulate to people. It's the power of our experience that we articulate into people. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead you and I into an experience. But, but if I become a master oracle, a master travel agent, presenting something beautiful to you that I never experienced, and you want to know something? Unless I am a master liar, I can present it in a way to make you think, that I have I've gone there, but never experienced it. But a tour guide, when they speak, they're gonna speak with enthusiasm. They're gonna speak, they, they can tell you the high points and the low points. The reason they can do that is because they experienced it. They experienced it. Show us the Father. Jesus, have I not been so long with you? When you see me, you see the Father. No one has seen the Father but the Son. I live to bring pleasure to the Father. So Jesus could speak with authority because of his experience with the Father. The tour guide can speak with authority because of his experience. The travel agent can't speak with authority. They can be a master salesman. But what they're selling you, they have never experienced. So, are you a salesman, a tour guide, travel agent? Now, think about it. I just read your scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Concerning a man's spirit, no man knows the mind of a man save the spirit of the man. Your spirit is... It's been given to you and I to allow the realm of God to enter into this realm. My spirit has become born again for me now to experience the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead me into an experiential relationship with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's his job. That's his ministry. To lead me into an experiential relationship, encounter with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. There's nothing that can manifest in this realm unless it is pressed upon a man and a man submit and yield to it. The realm of God or the realm of darkness, that's the way it works. When I submit and yield, then it now has the capacity to manifest itself in this realm. Now, all of this is very important as what I'm sharing with you. No man knows the spirit of a man, uh, uh, knows the mind of a man, excuse me. No man knows the mind of a man, say the spirit of the man. I, I, I just love this because it really helps us to understand how God created you and I to function. In order for you and I, to fulfill the original commandment of Adam, which the second man, Adam, Jesus, came and demonstrated, modeled before us, dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Every created thing, we'll, you and I, was created to have dominion. Your kingdom come, for what reason? That your will will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Do I have the capacity? Do you have the capacity to know what is going on in heaven for the kingdom to be established here? That's very important. Well, think about it. Your kingdom come, and where did the kingdom come from? The kingdom of God comes from God. Where is God? In his domain. Where is his domain? Heaven. The kingdom of God has come for what reason? That the will of God may be done where? On earth as it is. 
Where? In heaven. Is there chaos in heaven? Absolutely not. Is there any division in heaven? Absolutely not. Is there any unforgiveness in heaven? Absolutely not. Is there any bitterness in heaven? Absolutely not. It's not there. But if it's happening with me, then I should let you and I know something is wrong. But what good is it for you and I to have the kingdom, but the kingdom can't manifest itself? It can, but it will never force force itself. That means evidently I'm doing something wrong. Either I am manipulated, I am blinded. The scripture does say in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. The kingdom come, that his will may be done, on earth as it is, as it is. Well, is it my responsibility? Is it your responsibility to experience the kingdom on the personal level? Once again, I can become studious in the word and become a master. Master travel agent. I can paint a beautiful picture because I've studied the country. I've studied the city. And so when I'm selling you this package to go to this country, to the city, I can, I can sell it because I can tell you, oh, this is an awesome city, this is an awesome country. Never been there, but because I study it. That is one of the problems with us today, that we're not seeing a great manifestation of the kingdom because we're satisfied with being travel agents. Being verse, knowledgeable of the scripture but not experiencing it. The tour guide has stepped out, has experienced whitewater rafting, the dangers of it, know the route in and out, know the high points, the low points, the danger points, know in and out, because he probably experienced it hundreds of times. Now he qualifies to become a tour guide. Because what he's giving, giving you is not pictures. He's not giving you and articulating to you a beautiful sermon. But he's giving you his life. He's taking you where he's already been. That's what Jesus did by discipling the apostles. Jesus didn't tell them how awesome God was. Jesus demonstrated how awesome his father was and is. He demonstrated it. This is what God is calling us into. I've been saying this and saying this and saying this for years. One of our major problems is that we do not have a system that is in place for multiplication. Think about it. If you take a professional travel agent, a professional travel agent can never mentor somebody and be a tour guide. Impossible. The travel agent only can mentor somebody or disciple somebody to be what he or she is, a travel agent. But if a tour guide mentors somebody, he could never mentor someone from a travel agent's perspective by telling them things about the course of whitewater rafting. No, the tour guide is going to lead that protege into the experience that they have had. It's not talking. It can share with them how to maneuver that raft. But the power is not telling you. The power, you're getting on the raft with me. So I can show you how to maneuver this raft. 
So therefore, in order for the protege to become a master tour guide, the tour guide is going to take him, that person with him, several times on the course. And then there's a day that's going to come. He said, now you go. You go master this course. And that's when it's really going to become a reality to him. That's because he needs to experience the course by himself. That's what makes the tour guide a legitimate, successful tour guide. As long as someone with him, he doesn't. He's not considered a tour guide because he never, he never, he never went by himself. So this is how this thing works. There's a movie that came out several years ago, about three years ago, maybe three years ago, and, and you all that is listening, you probably have seen it. There's also biblical principles in there, awesome principles. And I haven't seen it in a while now, so I don't forget the, even the characters in, in, in the movie. In uh, the movie 300, to me it's one of the awesome uh, movies in the areas of mentorship, discipleship, uh, mentorship, protege relationship, father and the son, training the son to become a warrior. But at a very young age, he had to release his son to go out on his own for what he had told his son to become a reality to him. This is how this thing works. This is how you and I will walk in the realm of the spirit and exercise dominion over this realm. Have you ever lined it with someone, connected to someone, submitted to someone that God has grace uh, to live, walk, see in the realm of the spirit? Say, yeah, you know, I've done that uh, uh, before. So have you, I'm going to place you able to do what they do. Well, not really. You know, they they didn't really want to teach me. If they didn't want to teach you and God connected you, they could never go any place beyond where they are. Because the only way that they can go from rim to rim, the level to level, they must be able to give away what they have. That is a biblical law. That's a biblical law. But when you want to hold on to what you have, and you do not want to teach anyone else what you have and what you know, then you will end up being like Elisha. You will die. You will die with that which God has given you in your bones. That's not God's will. But we know Elisha, protege, didn't qualify because his motive was wrong. Please listen to me. You've got to understand that the rim of the spirit is greater than this rim thousands and thousands and times over. I was just sharing some, some principles uh, uh, on uh, with someone uh, recently. Uh, the process that God took me through, uh, one of the things that God has graced me in uh, is in the areas of uh, of finances. Uh, not that I'm a master person that know how to uh, do finances. Is, is that's that's not the case at all. Uh, I, I do know how to manage, uh, but I'm not a master at it at all. But God has graced me with it. He trusts me with it, and I share with the reason why because I, I, I don't seek it. I don't pray for it. Uh, uh, before I got saved, I, well, I used to sell drugs, so he had to process me, uh, process that out of me, where there was nothing left. There was no dependency upon it. There was no love for it. There was no desire for it. That's what processing is about. It's processing everything out of you from uh, that you love in this realm, that you no longer love it. The only thing that you love is him. You got to understand this is how this thing works. And as I begin to share about yesterday about the, uh, the the image, how everything operates from that particular perspective. But yet today we're talking about the spirit. Yesterday the image and thoughts. Today's the spirit of a man. 
the man's spirit could never be liberated as long as the man have a passion for this realm. But when a man touched the realm of God, you could take this to the bank. If you ever meet a man that has touched the realm of God, tasted the realm of God, they begin to lose a taste for this realm. That is the man that God can trust with this realm because they no longer have a taste for this realm. That is when you can experience and exercise dominion over this realm when you no longer have a taste for this realm. Don't you understand that God created this realm for you and I? He created this realm for us. But this realm is under the band of God. He, 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 God does not want you and I to want anything of this realm. He wants you and I to want him, and then he will give this realm to you and I to exercise dominion over it. Think about it. He's the one that created this realm. The earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. The silver, the gold, it all is his. The, the cattle on the thousand here, it all belongs to him. So if it all belongs to him, did he just create it here, just to create it and leave it here? No, for us, for you and I, for those that is born again, those that belong to him, the heirs of God and the joint heirs with Christ. Christ is our perfect, perfect example. We never see him praying for things and stuff, a house, a car, clothing, food. Those things was automatically. It was automatic. His father was his provider. So he didn't, he was a, he was a son. God is his daddy. Actually, daddy, can I have some food to eat? Daddy, uh, uh, can I sleep in my bed? It's automatic. That's got to become automatic with you and I, just like you and I breathe. We don't think about that we're breathing. It's automatic. So that must become automatic to us. But what God does, he will put you and I in a situation to give you and, a, you and I a choice. That's how it works. What I choose to do reveals where I'm located. What I choose to do or whatever I decide, that reveals where my passion is, my heart is, my mind is. If I choose this realm, then it's not God. It's not God. So when God is processing you, it is always designed to liberate you from yourself. And please listen to me. This is vital. Because we don't understand the process or the methods of God, we usually usually fight God ignorantly. We fight him because we don't understand. We fight him, we don't really realize we're fighting him. Every time God allows you to be challenged with a situation that appears to be negative, it is not designed to destroy you. It is designed to get you to make a decision to die. Every time you rise up and protect yourself, which you just don't realize and understand, you just set yourself up for a setback. Every time you protect yourself, it is, that's what God is after. The very thing that you're trying to protect is the very thing that's destroying your life. You're trying to protect you, but you ain't no good to you. You're no good to you as long as you're alive. You're only good to yourself when you die, when you're dead. And that is when you can experience the real you. That's when your spirit, man, it can be liberated. And then with your spirit, you can know the mind of men. What man knows the mind of a man, say the spirit of a man? Only the spirit of the man knows. Your spirit was, it was given to you to know. Your spirit knows, but your mind understands. Many things, many things your spirit knows, and many things that your spirit knows your mind do not understand at all. But it's the Holy Spirit's job who lives in your human spirit is to give your mind understanding to what your spirit knows. This is how this thing works. This is how this thing works. When you come to that particular place and your spirit man has been liberated and your spirit man has touched God or your spirit man has led your soul into touching God, you'll never be the same. You can, all of them tricked. All of us can be manipulated if we're not watchful. All of us. 
Have you ever been tricked? Yes, I have. Have you ever been manipulated? Yes, I have. And the only way I was tricked, the only way I was manipulated, I lost sight. I got likes. I got too comfortable. I wasn't vigilant. I wasn't sober. I wasn't watchful. You got to live in a watchful state every day, every hour, every moment, every second. But to have dominion over this realm, you got to come to the place that you're willing to allow the Spirit of God to lead you into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So what God declared about you will become a reality in the wilderness. That's God's design. You got to understand that that is God's design. But God, when God leads you, the Spirit of God leads you into the wilderness. It is not to lead you there to kill you. God is not in the business of killing people. Uh, uh, well, I can't say that because we see things happen in the Old Testament. But well, uh, but we ain't talking about Old Testament. But He's not in the business. You're no good to Him. He wants you alive, so you can be an instrument and a channel to exercise dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth, that men will know that their God reigns, that God is God, and besides God, there is absolutely none else. Will you give God an opportunity to manifest itself in your life? Will you give God an opportunity to do what he desired to do in your life? Will you give God an opportunity to make you an instrument of the supernatural, a channel of the supernatural, that men will marvel and be astonished of your God, of your Father, of your Lord, of your Master? He can never do it if you are not willing to come to the place that you forget about yourself. You don't care about what people say about you. You don't care about what people do to you. You've got to get set free from you. And so many is constantly protecting yourself. And the very thing that you're protecting is the very thing that's taking you down, and that's yourself. Not the devil, not demons. I don't know why in the world the Lord went this particular route because I definitely want to teach on, on the human spirit, share with you today on the human spirit. But, uh, but we do know because we do understand that we're prophetic in nature and God is always ministering to people that is locked in. Uh, locked in, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to us. He's trying to get you and I to come to the place. you got to understand, the, 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 the name of this uh, radio uh, uh, program, this portion of it, is the master key, unlocking and liberating the real you. Unlocking and liberating the real you. You say, but I'm already liberated. I'm saved. The scripture says, for whom the Son is set free, they are free indeed. Let's walk in reality. If you're so free, if you're so free, why are you frustrated? If you're so free, why are you aggravated? If you're so free, why are you oppressed? If you're so free, why are you easily manipulated? If you're so free, why is it that you, you're constantly yielding to those negative, those negative line thoughts that enter your mind? If you're so free, why are you yielding to this stuff? Why, if, you, if you're so free, if Jesus set you free, then walk in the liberty. Walk in and stand in it. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith I made you free. That's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to stand fast. My, not, not, no, not, not God. Jesus did what he done done. What did he do? He liberated me, but I haven't, haven't stood fast. Oh, man, I didn't realize the time. Man, my time is up already. Oh, man, I tell you. Well, that's the way the Lord's been doing it once again. It's been good being with you. Uh, Monday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. is the master key unlocking and liberating the real you. Uh, that's Monday and Tuesday. On Wednesday, 1 p.m., Kathy and myself will be with you, the order of kingdom relationships. Now, don't forget, this Saturday, we want to be praying, ward, and battling for, for you and with you. But you must go to uh, the uh, website. And fill out your prayer request. We will be praying with you. Our intercessors will be praying with you. And then Saturday, we'll get the team of intercessors. We'll be praying with you online on Saturday. And uh, since I got this chat, I understand how this chat works now. Remember, in order for you to chat with me, you must uh, register your name. That's the only way you'll be able to chat with me. And then we have a team uh, that will be speaking prophetic into your life. So on tomorrow now, to be casting myself at 1 p.m., uh, and that will be... Uh, the order of kingdom relationships and Catholic Beach on Thursday uh, evening at 1 p.m. 
Kingdom Women Living for the King. I am really excited about the team of apostles and prophets that we're going to be getting together and uh, coming along with you and sharing with you uh, concerning the apostolic and the prophetic. We pray that you, uh, you gain something, glean something uh, today uh, from this exaltation that the Lord uh, gave you, encourage you today. So tomorrow, we look forward to being with you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.